When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good afternoon, everybody. It is noon Eastern. We're here on Saturday with the main man, Alex Dunlap, at Rosterwatch, at Rosterwatch on Twitter. Alex, we're about, I don't know, 48, 50 hours away from being in the flesh down there in Mobile for the Senior Bowl. Oh, man. You, you, just This time of the year, I just talk about it every show now, you just get this little feeling, you're getting through all these evaluations, you're starting to actually put put names to faces, faces to names, athleticism. All It's all there. It's all right in front of us the next Two or three months is going to be fun. How the hell are you doing this this uh, this fine Saturday? I'm fired up, dude. I'm getting out of here to leave for Mobile tomorrow morning on Sunday. Just getting there a day early to get a little fishing trip in uh, before the week kicks off. But yeah, man, I'm excited. Looks like the it looks like I know Cody. You said you don't want to freak yourself out by looking at the weather too early, but man, the weather looked bad to start, but it's starting to look like it's clearing up a little bit. It looks like tomorrow we're gonna to have. Um, Tomorrow on Sunday, it's going to be thunderstorming, but it looks like Monday and Tuesday have cleared up, and then we only have Wednesday and Thursday where there's slight chances of rain. Um, and, you know, it's not showing thunderstorms, so if it just rains a little bit, it's fine, man. It's always going to be a little bit rainy during that week in that part of the world, you know, and um, if you can just dodge some of those showers, we should hopefully get some dry practices. But knock on wood. <laughs> Just, yeah, I was going to say, let's knock on some wood because when you brought it up, I, I was listening to one of your shows with Trashman the other day, and you're like, yeah, man, pack your pack your rain gear. I was like, don't even. Don't <laughs> even don't. Cody, you always got to pack your rain gear, but <laughs> it doesn't mean you're going to use it, man, but better safe than sorry. You got to pack ahead, but yeah, but yeah I mean, I'm, I'm excited as we were last year. Last year's obviously my, my first year going down there. Year, what, 12th will be this year? Yeah, my first year is 2012, and so... Thankfully, you know, I, I've been doing this tour, you know, with the senior bowl combine and then the pro days every year since 2012. Unfortunately, we got swindled out of what was that 2021 combine that they didn't have. So my streak for that one ended with that, but I guess I still have it just with a little asterisk. I mean, nobody got to go that year. So, um, but yeah, dude, excited to be back. The senior bowl is always a big deal, man. It's, it's the, it's the, it's the week where you can really, you know, you you have your thoughts about these guys. And a lot of times it just takes kind of seeing them in person and seeing how they match up against some of the other best players. I mean, these dude, 
people say, oh, there's, you know, because we, we live in the dynasty world, right? And we just, people care so much about breakout age and so much about how, you know, whether or not these players were, you know, eligible as juniors and they didn't come out as juniors. And that's a big thing that people look at. And yep. it gets, a, it kind of gives a little bit of a, kind of makes people feel like the senior bowl is a little bit of guys that are second tier. And I mean, a lot of times that kind of is, kind of is the case, but then again, it's like, a lot of times you have guys coming out of there like the Justin Herberts of the world and the Josh Allens and the, you know, the Aaron Donalds and um, these kind of players that, you know, end up being just super high first round picks. Eric Fisher really helped his stock there for us in fantasy. You know, this is, I mean, I just think back, I'm like, you know, how, what an early lead we had on guys like not even account like the super big hits, like the Cooper Cups and the Debo Samuels and these kinds of players who we were in on super – the Antonio Gibsons. That was just one that was a mega mm-hmm. hit. Um, but you can also think like back to like 2012, I remember Doug Martin was there. Nobody was talking about Doug Martin at all. He was a guy that we had a lot of in Dynasty that was pretty valuable for a long time. Um, got to see guys like Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins. Um, as you go through it, there's just so many of these guys that you look back and – you know, you know, I, I mentioned Debo, you know, you mentioned Cooper Cup, but there's also these other, I mean, you forget like Baker Mayfield was there. Dallas Goddard was, was at the senior bowl, Zay Jones, um, Daniel Jones, Terry McLaurin, just the, these kinds of guys that aren't necessarily on people's radar who, you know, for whatever reason, um, the state in college through their senior seasons and, kind of get left to the dust pile for a lot of the dynasty community. You can go see these guys, go see them live last year, Cody, I know you and I left out there super big on Damian Pierce. You know, we left there super high on Christian Watson. Those are helpful things getting to see these guys live and being able to sort of kind of get the, get the word out first, you know, and um, being able to have that conviction going through this whole process when other people haven't seen them live and haven't seen them do it. It's a distinct advantage. I, I I wouldn't be doing it for 12 years in a row if this didn't offer a distinct advantage. It, it costs a lot of money to get there. It takes a lot of time away from your family. So, um, yeah, man. But the bottom line is, it's still a, just a ton of ton of fun, dude, to get to get, go down there and hang out with everybody and and uh, talk talk a bunch of balls. So uh, I'm, o- I'm super pumped, man. There's only a few months out of the year. I'm like, these are the few months where, you know, there's actual communication and networking between everybody. You know, we'll, we'll meet and talk for these couple months in person. And then when the season's around, it's like <laughs> nobody talks to anybody. You, can, but, you go back down in the fucking bunker, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you go back down and go in the bunker. But like, that's, yeah. what, that's what's fun. It's, it's about the networking, but it's also about, you know, friendships, building these friendships between companies, as well as, like you said, finding the prospects. And even if the senior ball, it's like, oh, they're seniors, maybe in the dynasty front, people are like, nah, push them out of here. They're seniors. I don't even want to talk about them. But the th- the fact of the matter is, we're going to talk about today five guys that we want to watch going into the Senior Bowl next week. And some of the guys going in last year that we kind of were interested in and to, to find out more about. I remember going in last year, Damian Pierce was a guy that was talked about in question. Why is he coming here? Because he didn't do a lot on the field. And and Jim Nagy's like, hey, he's going to surprise you. So we watched for him. Rashad White going in, uh, 23 years old. We were a fan of him going in. And he comes out. That Those are two guys that make the all-senior bowl roster for us. Christian Watson. And and what do all three of these guys have in in, in common? They did something in year one in the NFL, and they were fantasy viable. So when you, you're playing dynasty, it's not always about you know drafting the 20-year-old, 21-year-old. These guys that are 23, 
22 and a half, 23 small school, et cetera. <laughs> they're, they're worth, they're worth their weight in gold when you can get them in the 14th, 15th, 16th round of dynasty startups going over the summer when nobody knows who they are. And you do because you pay attention, you stay tapped in and go to the senior bowl. Listen to people that go to the senior bowl, things like that. It's you can't, you definitely can't overlook it. Do you remember what an old rookie Cooper cup was? Would you like to have him at Dynasty? Which I mean, over the course of these last few years, it's just like it's been it's been really awesome having Cooper Cup on literally every single Dynasty team. You know, it's 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 been it's been a lot of fun. So yeah, man, it's it's uh, people say you know, uh, well what like he redshirted, then he played for five years in college. He's gonna he'll turn twenty. What did, he, did Cooper Cup turn twenty five at some point during his during his rookie season? Either turned I, I think he might have turned twenty. Like he was one of the guys that everyone hated, just hated. But I you mean, go out there, you're like, I don't give a shit. Like, uh, it it does it does not matter to me. I've seen it. I I absolutely know what's coming. I know what's coming. I, like Debo Samuel, Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, the most dominant senior bowl weeks I've seen out of any player. I'm just like, I like I know this is coming. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, it's it's um it's it's an important part of the process. And like we said, for you and guys like you and I, Cody, um, who just you know love football and just eat and breathe this stuff. It's like. It's it's just a hell of a lot of fun, too. I love it. I love it. So let's jump in to what we're here for. We're here to talk about five guys that we want to watch. We've went through the evals on most of these guys, and we want to we want to know we want to let the, we want to let the people know who we're going to be looking for next week when we get down there. Who we're going to be interviewing. Who we're going to be trying to dig deeper into. So I'm going to start out with you, Alex. First, who is one of your guys that you want to watch going into next week in the flesh? Well, look, I. I mean, my first one will just be kind of easy. I mean, I'm I'm based out of you know n- not in Austin, but outside of Austin, and just just outside Austin in the Texas Hill Country, and you know I I I cover the Texas Longhorns pretty closely, right? I I watch these guys. I chart every play by every player, every single game. So Roshan Johnson is who I'll talk about um, first. The running back out of Texas. First thing I'll say is NFL scouts are going to love him. Because NFL scouts do love him for a lot of reasons, but starting out, man, he's just a guy who you want on your team. He's a guy that you want in your locker room. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian calls him his 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 lieutenant. Um, he's a he's a he's a team captain. He is a guy that Bijan Robinson completely looks up to and kind of considers like a big brother that's helped shape him into the player that he is. Um, Roshan was an ex quarterback coming out of high school. Uh, he made the move to running back, I think, after one – mainly just after one season, you know, just just one season. Um, but he has that sort of quarterback's mentality for the foot, for the game of football, that kind of quarterback's leadership. It's like you've had these young kind of quarterbacks come through and these, you know, these Casey Thompsons, these Hudson Cards, this year Quinn Ewers. You've had these guys come through that have kind of needed to develop on their own into these sort of leaders that the team can really – you know, it can galvanize the team, right? With that sort of sort of void of leadership, Roshan is step, like Roshan is the face of the team. It, it, it sounds weird to say, but he kind of is, right? Um, if you look at it internally, and so you, you got to. And the other thing, he's smart as hell. He's on all the Big Twelve honor rolls and things like that. If Bijan Robinson wasn't around, Roshan Johnson would have been a high volume, super productive running back for Texas. I mean, think about this, Cody. I was trying to get to the bottom of this last year at the combine. You were standing right next to me asking Keontae Ingram why, why he left. When, when I know that 
for damn sure the reason why he left. It's like not only is he an injury away to, to playing time because of Bijan Robinson, he knew damn well if anything happened to Bijan Robinson, Roshan's going to get all the work because Roshan's that that good. He can he can catch. He's powerful between the tackles. He's good inside zone. He's 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 pretty good outside zone. I think he's a better inside zone runner. Uh, they do run some man gap kind of trap sort of power stuff for him as well. And they've also had that um, that wildcat thing, which what which wasn't always the most successful. They, I've, I always thought that if they're going to run that wildcat with, with Roshan, they can't just have Roshan hold it and run it every single time. You know, they need to let him be a quarterback like he used to be and um, add a little bit of a wrinkle there. Regardless, Roshan was used in all kinds of different ways. He was basically a you know, 38% snap participant this year. It's kind of like 60, 60% Bijan. 38% Roshan Johnson, about, you know, 7% Keelan Robinson, who was the kind of gadget back. And the reason why those numbers add up to more than more than 100, of course, is because, you know, Texas did run a bunch of two two running back sets because they wanted to get Roshan and Bijan on the field at the same time. The final thing I'll say about Roshan, besides the fact that, you know, just a good runner, really good kid. Um, oh, fast. I mean, you look yeah. at the internal testing from the team, you don't realize that Roshan at his size is one of the fastest players on the whole team on for their 40 times that they've done, you know, internally there at Texas that they have posted there at uh, Moncrief. So I expect him to test really well. I expect him to test explosively. I expect him to have a good week at the senior bowl. I expect I expect him to impress the living bejesus out of scouts and, and the media alike with his personality. And I think he's going to come out of that thing um, he's he's going to come out of that thing with his draft stock elevated. I mean, there were scouts that were telling me back in November that I'm going to be surprised by how close Bijan Robinson and Roshan Johnson are drafted together because they said, regardless of how good Bijan is, they're, and it, it, it only takes one team, right? And as we do mm-hmm. our mocks, we'll talk about this a lot, Cody. But this guy's saying, who knows what people are going to do about running back? You know, I don't see him getting past 29. That is it, Are the Eagles, is, is their last pick in the first at 29? Well, yeah, well, I mean, it depends on what they do this weekend, but yeah, it's going to be right there. It's projected to be right there at the end, right? Yeah. Okay, so um, it would be hard to see him get past there, right? But yeah. I, I think what this dude's telling me is like, you know, Roshan has a real chance to be a day two pick. And you get yeah. that guy with 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 day two draft capital. It's gonna it's gonna be real. It's gonna be really interesting, especially given the fact that I believe. Um, how old is Ro? I mean, Roshan's only going to be 22 this this season. Yeah, turns 22 so, this weekend. Yep. So he'll be 22 for his for his entire rookie year. So um, that's my that's my deal with Roshan. You know, I'm 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 not really excited. He's these other guys I want to see to learn more about with Roshan. Yeah. I'm excited to go there and just I know everything about him, and I'm excited to go and see the world find out about Roshan Johnson. Yep, and we and we've had conversations about Roshan before, and, and I will say the one thing is, I didn't realize. I guess to your level, you said that he has the internal speed testing and stuff. The one note, one of the notes I made was hyper acceleration when you get him the opportunity. Like you can just tell when he touches the ball, he's like he's ready to go, and he's he's bringing power behind him. That's one thing I did notice, and and I I really like about him. I, I comped him to like a Jalen Samuels plus Jalen Samuels. I think is a little slower, not as. Uh, not as a not as much of a powerful running back as I think Roshan can be, but um, I I think with the amount of tread on his tires and just given the opportunities, like you said, leadership in that room, I think the NFL. We've had this conversation before, but I think the NFL is just going to eat him up. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, man. He's he's gonna be he's gonna be a guy that picks up steam during during our time in Mobile for sure. That at least that's my expectation. All right, I'm gonna start with another running back. Um, this is a, another big boy at the running back position. I'm gonna go with Cameron Peoples. Very interested to see what he looks like from a speed perspective because sometimes on tape he looks like he could be a, a low four five guy at 225 pounds, but I, I also think there's a world where he's a four six five guy. That's kind of really what I want to see is if he can separate himself uh, from a couple of these other running backs. Kind of reminds me of Latavius Murray, a downhill pounder that gets north and south very well. Uh, Appalachian State plays played with a couple other prospects that you're gonna see over the next couple of years as App State year in and year out pumps out running backs randomly uh, throughout the draft. You can remember a few of the last ones the last couple of years. A tough runner, grinder mentality, showed great strength and awareness against an array of opponents from Texas A&M to Georgia Southern. He looks strong. He doesn't play up or down to his competition. He's just always playing uh, consistently. Consistently, uh, I think he lacks natural agility, and that's really one of the things that worries me uh, He's like a one step. It literally reminds me of Latavius Murray from taking like one step cut upfield right now. He in open field sometimes you can see him break away, and and that's what I said. He looks like he may run a four four five, but then other times it's like he looks like he's pulling a plow. I think he's going to be a guy that the NFL is going to like. Um, but again, first second down grinder uh, from a fantasy perspective, probably not going to be the the, the most sought after running back. Interested in see, to see the draft capital, obviously, but I think that comes with a great day down at the Senior Bowl. Uh, Cameron Peoples, Appalachian State, six foot two, two hundred twenty-five pounds. Um, just really overall, a, a big bruising running back is a good way to put it. And he looks lean on tape. He had an eleven hundred yard season back in twenty twenty, and then kind of tapered off since then. I really want to see if he can kind of return to form from 2020. That's that's kind of what I, I'm thinking on Cameron Peoples right now. One of the, I think he's the oldest running back there, right? He's the yeah. oldest one. Um, and, and but you know, being from Appalachian State, I've heard Daniel Jeremiah, who also went to Appalachian State, talk about him and how he's excited to see him down there. So I'll be excited to see Cam Cameron Peoples too. Um, all right, so for my next one, I'll talk about Rasheed Rice from SMU. I currently have him as my top receiver coming into the week. Um, I, I not not in the class, I'm, but the yeah, top yeah, what? But the, the 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 top at the Senior Bowl. Um, I I'm I have a few questions about. Well, let's just talk about him first, and I'll, I'll, so Rasheed Rice. He's from SMU, senior, unofficial, six two two zero three. Uh, he'll be 23 in his rookie season. One of only th- what? Only one of three guys in this class with a breakout age 20 or below in, in the um, in in this Senior Bowl class. So he broke out in his sophomore season. But uh, this last year, what was it? It was um, it was he he broke Emmanuel Sanders's all-time receiving yards record at SMU of 1339. He went 96 for 1355 and 10. And I mean, say what you will about it being SMU. They've actually had some pretty good receivers lately. Um, they've had like Emmanuel Sanders, whose record he broke. Aldrick Robinson went there. People forget that Trey Quinn was ultra productive there. But we'll, of course, also we have Prochet, um, Cortland Sutton, Sutton Danny Gray. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, he's had some, you know, that's to say that he's sort of like the alpha out of those guys is, is pretty. It's, it's pretty good, you know, pretty good to say he's a, he's dominant at the catch point. He's a hands catcher. His ball skills look to me to be elite, you know, in a class. I've talked to Trashman about this and Cody, I, I forgot, I listened to one of your shows. I forget which one it was, 
but you were kind of saying this too. It's like a lot of these wide receivers this year are a little bit short. Like they're they're kind of the same, not short, but you know, not they're a lot all, of these. They're all right there. Five eleven to six foot, maybe some six foot one dudes. It's gonna elevate guys like Quentin Quentin Johnston, I think, this year for that reason. Um, and you and I'll talk a whole lot about that and this, this whole Jackson Smith and Jigba uh just <laughs> slander that's going on right now. But um the the look I think that Rasheed Rice, he, like he actually, he actually, he actually plays kind of big. He's he's not a super BMI kind of guy, but he's he is really good at the catch point. Um, he's got awesome contact balance. He's a really good blocker in the run game. He's not a one trick pony that that you know can only you know that can only operate as somebody who's going to be just a, a great you know pass catcher who can literally take over football games for you. He, he's he's a you know, this guy's got a well-rounded skill set, dude. He's a Bolitnikov Award semifinalist. I do wonder a little bit about his uh, speed. I do have some contacts, that, you know, within the SMU, um, the SMU athletic department who've told me, you know, I'm like, because Trash Man thought he was going to run like a 4-3-9. I said, uh, I, I, I called around about that. I was told by one guy who would certainly know that he 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 thinks he can, he can get in he thinks he can get into to, to, to the low four fives or maybe a four five zero so the low for, four fives yeah so Fuck. to me to me I, that's I, like yeah to me that's like I I, I want to see if that's really kind of it with the speed if that's it with the speed I'm obviously not going to be as big on him as I am sort of going yeah. in I I want to see a guy who I can look at and say yep he's 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 going to run a four four six. Or run a four four seven. If he gets something like that, it's going to be just fine. I think four five zero would be just fine for him, but I'm not going to expect him to be any sort of. Um, uh, there, I think there are people out there who expect him to be a little bit faster than than that. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not. Sh- I'm sort of tapping the brakes a little bit on that, but I do think he's a terrific prospect. I do think he's going to go out there and and and, and show out. Um, I want to see his. I want to see his speed in person, and I want to see his release package in person. I like that, and you brought up the speed thing. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you did because you know when I go through this stuff, I, I, I do like a, a projected forty because we're doing the breakout finder, and you know before the combine we like to have numbers put out, so I have to have a projected number in there so we can run all the numbers. And I, I put him at four four one, and. I thought I felt good about. I was like, I you know, most of those numbers are not. They're not trying to be high on them. I'm trying to be like dead nuts in the center of of expectation and and maybe like. I might bump it. I'm I'm I I might bump it down if you want to be. I mean, maybe he runs a four four one, and my guys could be completely wrong. Yeah, but I I mean, I think that's safer though. Four five one, like I think four five one is much safer of expectation. Or just or or a four four six or four four seven. You know. Right. Yeah. That's I like that. That's that's what I'm hoping to see. And anything better than that is just cream on top of the yeah. or whatever. That's still not terrible though, because like he, he he's Jerry got on speed top. on the he's got speed on the field too. It's not like he he's not and slow. acceleration and yeah. acceleration. So he's not he's not slow. I, like you said, I love the body control and his ability to put everything. He he's a, he's just a winner. He may he makes plays. Mm-hmm. What did, did you have? A, did you have like a, a play style comp or a comp for him? I know yeah. you, guys, you guys talk about that often. Who I want to know who you had because mine's mine's kind of spicy. I talked about mine the other day in my wide receiver review show, but I want to hear yours first. It's 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 Bateman. He looks so much like Bateman to me. And 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 if he runs sort of that high four four, sort of that same area, like I just I think Bateman is the um, Bateman is the comp that that Trashman originally came up with. And I usually hate Trashman's comps. And I said, God yeah. damn it, Trashman, that is perfect. He like he he looks a lot like like Rashad Bateman coming out. 
I like that. I like that. And and the thing also is I see him listed at 203. We have him listed at 203 on player profile. You can check that out. But also I see a lot of places where he's 189, 190, 195. I don't know what he's going to be. That's another thing that I want to see uh, with Rashi Rice. I had him assuming he's around the 185 to 190 pound range. The the way he plays to me, it's, a lot of his route running reminds me of Garrett Wilson's route running. And, and that's spicy, obviously, because he was a top 15 pick. But that's like one thing I want to see. You remember, I mean, we were there together at the combine last year watching Garrett Wilson and Olave run the run that gauntlet at the combine. Like that's one thing I want to see how how Rashi Rice looks in those situations. And if, like you said, you have a number one right now going into the senior bowl, as far as the senior bowl receivers go, he should clearly be that guy if if these expectations that we have of him uh hold up. I have him currently as my number two. Uh, wide receiver going into the senior bowl, but I have all these guys clustered in there. Trey Palmer, Hutchinson, Rashi Rice, and Jaden Reed. I have all four of them close together. I'm going to talk about Trey Palmer now uh, from Nebraska. Uh, well, he's both- also one of mine. So yeah. like, so, so yeah. we can both talk about him. Yeah. We're, okay. we're both, we're both got some comments on him. Um, right. I currently have him as, as my top receiver going in. Um, he, he's got a, he's gotten a more aggressive dog rating because I've done more extensive work on him from that aspect of everything. And I think he's going to be, uh, in the dog rate when that comes out late February, early March, he's going to be very high on that, uh, six foot tall, 180 pounds, a complete burner, a good burst with elite speed record holder in the 200 and I believe 100 and 200 in Louisiana or just, I can't remember which one it is, but uh, well, he was, he was the, he, he won, he was the four time state champion in both. Jesus. But it was, it was it was his senior year that he broke like the fifty year record in the two hundred. So. Unreal. The the speed the speed's there. The thing is for me, like on tape when you're watching it, it doesn't it doesn't pop off the screen for you. It's not like oh this is this is track speed, but he can just like hit that gear and all of a sudden he's gone. Uh, subtle route runner with great double moves and patience. I think that's one of the, my favorite things about him is he's just a fluid overall athlete, very patient, understanding of his body and his control. Played three seasons at LSU with elite dudes: Butte, Neighbors, Marshall, McMath. Chase Jefferson, like his breakup finder teammate score is going to be ridiculous. Uh, and then he transferred to Nebraska at a thousand yards and nine touchdowns. I think he has the abilities to dominate at the NFL level. And I think he's going to be a guy that for me coming in, I'm going to be a lot higher on than I think consensus at this point right now. I have him comp to a faster Deontay Johnson because Deontay Johnson from a patient standpoint from the, he's got, he's got some troubles uh, holding on to the ball, having a couple drops, kind of like Deontay Johnson does. And I, but as far as a play style comp, that's where I go with Deontay, but with speed, that's kind of where I'm leaning with Trey Palmer, but I'm very excited about him. I don't want to get too hyper aggressive from a comp standpoint with him because I think there's still a world where some of these guys that, you know, kind of like uh, George Pickens last year. They're they're almost to the level where they're past the dog. They turn into a fucking menace, and, and, <laughs> and you start to worry about him a little bit. And that's kind of where Palmer is right now. He seems like he's just on the edge. And and uh, I, but I also think it's a world where this guy could end up being like top three in this class. Like I think that's in his range of outcomes overall yeah. in the class. I mean, do you know? I I didn't even think to as you were talking. I didn't even think about this comp and I'm adding it to my list of comps and it's, it's Will Fuller because here's the, like, because here's the, here, here's the thing you've like, the speed is evident, right? The speed is evident. You saw the complete breakout season where he was able to just take over football games. I mean, say what you will about Casey Thompson up there at Nebraska. I've watched Casey Thompson very, very closely. One thing that he's not afraid to do is if he trusts a wide receiver, he'll like he'll spin that thing and just let it go and just let his guy go make a play. And if you watch the if you just watch these Nebraska games, you'll see 
Like he is consistently making plays. One thing that Trash had pointed out that I was super surprised by was that he played a majority of the snaps in the slot. To me, it's like I, I'm just like, how do you keep on comparing him to all these slot wide receivers? And he, I mean, and, and we were live on the stream. He's like, well, he played a ton in the slot. I'm like, all the biggest plays that I've, I've like Trashman, that's garbage. Like that's not true. He's like, he might he might play 15. percent And so Trashman's like, well, go look it up. So we went and looked it up. Of course, I mean, he was 64 percent of his snaps came out of the slot. So to me, it was interesting that Trashman considered him this kind of, you know, more like a Tyler Boyd type player. To me, like I don't see that at all. To me, it's like a a Will Fuller. Maybe I mentioned Danny Gray earlier, but he like he's the, the exact same size that Danny Gray was last year. Yeah. Um, maybe like a Quez Watkins type of you know these fat Michael Hardman, these super fast dudes. Um, as you mentioned, just the Uber production this year, Cody. Like. 35% of the team receptions, 39% team receiving yards, 53% team receiving touchdowns. And just like we're talking about one of the fastest players in all of the Big 12 and the, just an undeniable home run hitter that has some chops out of the slot. He's got great open field vision. Um, as far as his production, it's the best production final year of anybody at the Senior Bowl this yeah. season. Um, and like, I, you know, I'm always talking about like I want to see like – which with Traylon Burks last year, the reason why I wasn't able to get off him when so many people finally were is I was like, I've seen him take over football games. Like when you have these guys that can come in and take over football games, it's, it, it should, that says something to me. And if you, I would just encourage anybody just to go, go on YouTube and just watch Trey Palmer versus Purdue in, in 2023. And you'll see, I mean, it was 237 receiving yards, 60 rushing yards. I think he had two or three touchdowns. My worries about him is he's a body catcher too often. He had 11 drops last year. That's too many drops. Um, he doesn't seem like a complete natural hands catcher to me. That's that's where kind of the Will Fuller stuff, when, as you're talking, it made me think like, you know, he, he had the hands worries, but he was so fast, so dynamic, so productive. Um, the one difference, it, you know, also the open field vision. It, it, it reminds you a ton of Fuller. The one thing, the one thing I will say that I – besides the drops and the body catches that I don't like is he was only as for a guy that's that fast. And the guy that you want that with the ball in his hands in the open field that much, like his yards after contact is, is not very good. You know, he's pretty, he's kind of, he's kind of easy to take down when the first tackler gets there and the contested catch rate. If you just look into that stuff, his contested catch rate is kind of pretty, it's pretty miserable. So um, I want to, what I'm looking for, how he looks in those contested catches I want to see. I want to hear how, and I want to hear how the ball sounds when it, yeah. whenever it hits his hands. I want to hear if it's a slap, or whether it's like, and if it's that, then 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 we're cooking with grease, man. Like I I, I think he's I think he's I'm not sure he's he's not my top player coming in. Yeah. Um. That's gonna be that's gonna be Rasheed Rice. I'm not even sure he's number two, two, but he's either two or three. And the guy who's gonna be the guy the the other guy that I'm slotting in whether it's two or three initially, and these things are bound to change. You know how it goes, man. But um, the other guy I'll, I'll talk about next. I love that. And and that's, yeah, I, I have Palmer coming in, like I told you at number one, but it's, it's literally as far as the grading skill goes right now, as we enter, it's 6.8, 6.7, 6.7, 6.7. That's where the top four guys are for me. So they're literally back to back to back to back. Um, so it's, it's really not that big of a gap, but if you're listening to the show, I appreciate it. Click that like, click that subscribe button. If you are on the podcast, 
uh, put it on a podcast. Give us five stars. Tell us you hate us. Tell us you love us. I really don't give a shit, but do it. <laughs> also, underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code UNDERWORLD. We appreciate you guys to go over there. You get a deposit match bonus up to $100, and you can go make prop picks, pick them, and you can join best ball drafts every single day heading into the AFC and NFC championships tomorrow in Philadelphia and in Burrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. Underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code UNDERWORLD. Now, we'll get back to it. Alex, do you have I, – I, I took – I took – Trey Palmer as my number four, your number three. Do you have a number two guy that you want to talk about? Yeah. So, um, well, Palmer's going to be Palmer counts as one one for yeah. me too. Yeah, be- yeah, yeah. Be- because I because I only brought five guys in here to to, to talk. That's about. right. That's right though, because I'm going to steal one of your other guys too. So we're, we're, we're we both okay. we both really got fours. We're just All right. sharing sharing. Two um, <laughs> okay. So I'll talk about Xavier Hutchinson from Iowa State. Another guy who you know this sort of takeover football games. Um, bar that I have just being a guy that watches the Texas games. I've just seen Xavier Hutchinson. Um, I've seen Xavier Hutchinson come in and just have these, have these games where it's like every game with Xavier Hutchinson, where it's just, he gets these, this huge volume, you know, it's, it's been for the last few years, he just gets such, such huge volume. Um, he's six foot three. He's two Oh five. Those of course are unofficial, but he's, it's a pretty clean package with this guy outside of a few things. I mean, he broke out in his first season at Iowa state. He was the big 12 newcomer of the year. Of course he had been to Juco for one year before that, but he was a Blitnikoff award finalist this year. He's twice been named to the all big 12 team. Um, he was in 2022. He was a first team all American by the AP and by PFF. Um, He's been the he's the centerpiece of the Iowa State offense after Brees Hall left. He's polished, he's clean, he's experienced. Um, he's got an impressive size. He's got really, really good length. Really, I'm I'm going to be I'll be watching to see what his wingspan is at this thing. He's certainly have the biggest wingspan of any of these wide receivers, and probably one of the bigger ones in the whole. He'll have a wingspan that's close to like Quentin, Quentin Johnston's. Just when you look at how he's got these condor arms, you know. Um, good, good route runner. Um, it's, 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 it's interesting. Um, one of the things is he's, and this is what I'll look for. If you look at PFF, he had a near 60% target rate against zone shells compared to only a 21.1% target rate versus man, which to me is a little bit, a little bit interesting considering he, he, he's got the big body, body size to where you think like, this is going to be a contested catch like dog, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of, he kind of isn't man. He, he's kind of, he's a little bit more of a finesse kind of, you know, find the spot in the zone type of type of wide receiver. That's just so dependable though. Right. And they, who just gets peppered with this volume. And I know got Matt would call that kind of guy, like an accumulator. He, he's famously talked about these kind of players before that have been the results of volume in their college offenses. Um, who aren't necessarily uber explosive. I, I don't know where you have him projected for his 40. I probably have his like a four, five, five, something like that. Four, five, eight. Okay. So four, five, four, five, five to four, five, eight. I think that's probably good. And you yeah. can sort of see it, it like only, only 4.2 yards after catch per reception in 2022. His longest play in all of 2022 was just 38 yards. So it's, he's um, you know, not an explosive and dynamic playmaker really at all with the ball in his hands, but just super, super good um, as a guy who is just a good route runner, who's dependable. He's shown he can take over football games at the college level. To me, 
I could easily see him stepping into a, like a role, an eventual role in the NFL where it's like, he's not going to, it's like, let's say with the Chargers, he's not the Mike Williams. He's, he's the Keenan Allen, right? Yes. I, and, and, and I can see him being in that exact kind of role uh, at the, at the next, at, at the next level, just to, but just a little bit bigger, a little bit lankier, a little bit more, more beastly, perhaps a tiny, tiny flinch of, a, a bit faster, but that kind of player and man, and that kind of player to me is valuable. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to go, I want to see his speed. I want to see how he is versus elite corners, especially in man, because that discrepancy between the target rate and man coverage versus the target rate in zone, it tells me that's a big difference. That's three X dude, three X over three X difference. So why is that? You know, I want to find out why. And that's one of the things that I'll be looking at this week. And, and, and as Harry Snowman alludes to in the chat, 163 targets, 34th per 34% college target share this year, 97th percentile that targets targets do not lie at Iowa state 163. And like you alluded to, that's what, that's why I was waiting to see what your comp was going to be because you brought up Keenan Allen. You're like, he's the Keenan Allen, not the Mike Williams. Exactly where I went with it, Adam Thielen. Uh, I think he's got a great catch radius, just like him. Separator within within the first fight, you said lacks yak. I'd agree on that. He's kind of like a slower. To me, it was like just a slower lower body, like a slower gait. He just doesn't really have like that attack or the the speed in the lower half. Really is what is really what caught my eye. Does not have any yak ability, as you mentioned. Uh, and I thought he separated great within the first five yards, and that's kind of what makes a great route runner. He just knows how to win within the first five yards, and that's kind of what I liked about Xavier Hutchinson as well. And that's kind of what led me to the Adam Thielen thing also, just his ability to, to, like you said, great catch radius inside the red zone as well. And you have you said you have him coming in top three as well in this class. Yeah, I I, I don't know whether it's well. I'm in Cody. The minute we get there, it could be like yeah. holy shit, Jonathan Mingo. Like I'm like, oh my yes. god, I can't I, I can't believe this this guy. Like I mean, it always happens every year. Yeah. Like last year with Damian Pierce. Yeah. Like last year we saw Christian. Like I I wasn't big on Christian Watson going into that week of practices. Come on, dude. It's like but like somebody comes, somebody comes, like we like Byron and I always talk about Senior Bowl. It's like Christmas. It's like it's like their presence. You get to open up. But you like some of these things are big, big surprises that you would have never expected. So, but yeah, so going into the week, that's sort of how I have my top three stacked up. Is is Rasheed Rice sort of? I mean, it's close though. Like like yeah. like you, dude. It's like I. But the top three for me, it's going to be Rasheed Rice, and almost in no particular order, Xavier yeah. Hutchinson, and um, and. Uh, we just talked about Palmer, uh, Paul, Trey, Trey, Trey Palmer from yeah. Nebraska. So yeah, I'd agree 100. I again, all, the grades and all these guys are all indifferent, but they're all there because multitude of things that go together. Um, and that's the one thing that I think you're going to see going in next. Then they're all different body types too, so that's an interesting thing as well. I think exactly like you mentioned though, like Christian Watson, it was like every day last year, something, 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 and it just grew on us. Even like Jalen Tolbert, Jalen Tolbert really didn't do anything this year, but somebody's going to be that guy as well. And he's going to look great and it's just not going to come through uh, in the end. But that is Xavier Hutchinson from Iowa State. I'm going to go to the tight end position here because I can't have tight end be my favorite player. So I'm going to go Braden Willis out of Oklahoma. There's really not a lot to talk about with Braden Willis other than the fact that he just might be that dude at the tight end position that nobody talks about, nobody knows. 6'4", 235 pounds, played running back, played fullback, played tight end at Oklahoma. I really don't have any negatives on him. There's really not a lot of tape on him. And going through the, the the tight end class here for the Senior Bowl, it's a very interesting group. Some guys are, are just – I'm no interest in. Some guys like Luke Musgrave, uh, who the NFL loves right now, they think he's going to run the 4.5s, four 4.6s. Four He's an interesting one. Josh Wiley's an interesting one as well. 
lighter side for Josh Wiley, but um, uh, this one right here, Braden Willis from Oklahoma, 6'4", 235 pounds. He will have games with literally no stats, but his nose is going to likely be deep into somebody's ribcage, linebacker, defensive end, whatever it may be. Effort is the number one thing here. You can see you can turn the tape on for him, and it's play after play after play where he's putting a linebacker on his ass. He's 45 yards downfield trying to make that last block. He's got the speed to do it, speed to get down there. He was not utilized nearly enough in the receiving game. And, and for a guy that was not utilized – you can see when he does get the ball at rare times when he does get the ball, he flashes speed. And I think there's a, a world where he runs in the low four sevens, high four sixes, uh, just based on what kind of what he showed. And at that size, it wouldn't surprise you 235 pounds uh, kind of showed some flash of Evan Ingram as far as uh, playing in there. And, and I know right now that's going to seem hot because Evan Ingram had a good season, but Everything hasn't been great the last few. One of the best, if not the best, run blocker in this class at the tight end position. Consistency, consistency, consistency. And he must be utilized more in the passing game. And that's really what I want to see. He's a late bloomer, but that's all right. That's what the tight end position is. It's always late bloomers that come on, come on slow, come on slow, and then boom, they're there. And I think Braden Willis is a guy this week that I think we go in. Uh, I'm thinking Johnny. I'm thinking Evan Ingram. I'm thinking Chigo Conkle from last year. Somebody mm-hmm. he's going to be in that body type, and I think he's got big play abilities. You remember Chig last year? I think Chig ran in the four fours, and obviously he had games for Tennessee during the season. So Braden Willis, Oklahoma, six four, two hundred thirty five pounds. I'm really interested to see. I know everything from the run blocking side. He's going to be on the field for NFL team run blocking at the fullback, H back, tight end position. Is he going to get the, the the receiving work? That's really what I want to see this week in Mobile. Well, and like, I mean, that's kind of what, you know, people forget that that's kind of what Ramondre Stevenson was. He would line up with that H-back and that sniffer and stuff a whole lot, man. You know, people weren't expecting him to. I certainly wasn't, dude. I mean, Ramondre Stevenson, I'm still not taking an L on it quite yet. I, but I, <laughs> like, I still don't think, I still don't think he's, as talented as everybody else. I mean, dude, I, dude, I was looking at one of these FFPC early best balls for, for next year. Cody, this guy went at the one, two turn. I was like, what are we, t- what are we doing? Andre? <laughs> but regardless, man, like we we've seen guys in that kind of role for Oklahoma be successful at the NFL level. If they can learn to catch, if they're I'd like, well, I, I, I want to, I I'm curious about the agility numbers at, at the combine for yeah. him. Cause if he's got, even if they're a little bit slow, if they got the good agility numbers, they can catch and they go to a team that actually likes them and wants to involve them. Um, that's the, you know, it's the kind of player that could be, you know, Fantasy relevant. Yep. Um, all right. So my last one here before we talk about the one that we shared, I just I'd like here. This guy's is um, Dontavian Wicks, and he's the wide receiver out of Virginia, unofficially listed at six foot one, two oh six. Um, I I think he's. I don't know what you have the forty time projected as. I think he's a four six kind of guy. Cody, is that where you have him? Four five four is what I kind of wrote down. He, okay. He's a he's a he was the toughest one I think that I that I went through in this entire senior ball at the wide receiver well, it, position. It's the toughest I've been through too. Um, so he's only going to be twenty two this year. He broke out in tw- at age. Um, he he broke out in his junior season though, the twenty twenty one season. And if you look at the twenty twenty one season, you look at this guy and you say, "Holy cow, man! What like what are we dealing with here? This guy's good. He's got a comprehensive route tree." He, he has this deceptive way of changing gears. He can, you know, he can sink his hips. He can stop. He can start. He throws dudes off. He, he's, he's got, you know, he's got a whole lot to like a, a, about him. Then the, the 2022 season, you look at the 2022 stuff, it's miserable. 16% of team receptions, 19% of team receiving yards. I guess for the receiving touchdowns, you know, 29%, that's, that's, that's fine. 
but it's a guy that he did not play strong at all last year. He lacked any kind of deep speed. He looked faster in 2021. So I don't know if he was hurt or, you know, what it was that happened. But it's like if you just look at it, he broke Herman Moore's 32-year-old single-season receiving yards record in Virginia in 2021, right? We, we So we've seen it out of him. In that season, if you look at his yards per route run, it was 3.25. That's I mean, for people who don't know, that's like – that's extremely good. Like his that's top, top 10 out of like 100 – you know, 400 and whatever qualifiers. It put him in the same class as guys like Sky Moore from last year, Drake London, who else? Wandale Robinson, Traylon Burks, Jackson Smith and Jigba. He was ahead of Jamison Williams, Garrett Wilson, Jordan Addison, David Bell. He was 14th overall among FBS qualifiers. So, you know, at 3.25, we do know how yards per route run is such a powerful metric for, you know, prospecting data, but also just for us, Cody, and, you know, in the, doing the process of fantasy, making pro- projections every week, you look at the yards per route run guys, and those guys are just the good players. Like, you yeah. know, like it, when you're doing projections, you're just like, oh, man, dude, the guys who have the high yards per route run are just the best. <laughs> you know, it's just like it, it's a really important metric. So, but that thing dropped all the way to 1.25 in um in uh 2022. Uh, the other thing was the drops. So he had nine drops in 2022, which was good for a miserable 23.1% drop rate. It was tied for fourth worst on PFF among all FBS qualifiers, fourth worst. Whereas in 2021, it was just a middling kind of 8.1% drop rate, something you're pretty, pretty much okay with. So, you know, I mean, I think you're probably fine with sub 10% drop rates, Um so I just I want to know what happened. I want to see if the Dontavian Wicks that come and I've heard Jim Nagy talk about this about how you know this is kind of his week to come out and sort of show that this last season was a weird season. And I know Virginia look they changed he had the same quarterback but they did change coaches. You know they did change the system up. Virginia of course had a horrible tragedy take that was Virginia yeah. right they had a horrible yeah. tragedy yeah. take place on their campus. That was in November though, so it wasn't like that was anything that started out the season weird. I just yeah. have a lot of questions about Wicks. I, I, I actually really like him based yep. on the 2021 stuff. I want to see how he looks and see if he looks like that on the field. And I also just like straight up want to ask him what happened. Yep. I, I want to see that the mental side of it. That's the, that's one of those guys that I don't really have a good grasp on him. As you said, like there's a lot of things that I like and I don't like about him, but there's a lot more things that I do like about him uh, as an NFL player. I think he plays bigger. I, I, I comped into Michael Gallup. Um, I liked his frame. I liked his attack on the ball. I like his focus and his awareness. Uh, and and I only watched the 2022 tape. I didn't. I don't go back and look at the previous years. I just don't. That's just not how I. I, I want to see what he looks like now because of things like have injuries. You, have you watched 2021? I haven't. Have you that's watched? What that's go, what I'm saying. Well, go do it, dude. Just, but but I don't want that. You, please. I don't. I don't okay, I'll, I'll do it because you asked me. But that's like <laughs> okay. one thing. Like I don't want that to. And and, and part partly why I don't do it is because of like the Debbie side of things, where it's like, oh, this guy was so good, and it's like, yeah, but that's not him today. Like that's like a year and a half I ago. It's, it's no, a, you I know it's, it. a, it's a different body type. It's a different. You know he might have whatever gained 10 pounds he lost 10 pounds changes whatever it may be i want to see who the guy is you know in, in the recent season and kind of what he's going through now but i'll go back and watch wicks from 2021 because i actually like i, I thought there was that's why it was so hard for me because i saw some things i hated and i saw some things i actually really loved from a 2022 tape and i don't have him the highest i have him i think coming in like wide receiver seven from this group and it's just sort of really middling right now um but i think 
I think I mentioned it on my show the other day when I was just talking about receivers strictly. I think he has the the most room to grow. Like there's a lot of guys that are above him that kind of can just like move around, you know, that top four. But I think Wicks is a guy that could jump from seven to like the top up into that conversation. Be near well, the top. That's the thing is Nagy talks about him like that. Yeah. It, and was when you hear Nagy talk about that, like you mentioned about Pierce earlier, you hear Nagy talk about these guys. There's always the first dude he mentions, dudes to watch stuff. Like, he yep. always mentions Dontavion Wicks. And so yep. for me, the, it, it piqued my interest. I wanted to look a little bit deeper into him. Trash man's comp for him was Allen Robinson, which Ooh. is a, I think a pretty good comp, but trash man says like that. I, 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 I kind of mean that in a good way and also a kind of throwing shade way because Allen Robinson has kind of not been, you know, you, you 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 haven't known what to expect out of him. And That's a my, really good comp. My, my comp was Tyler Johnson. Uh, I think he plays a lot like him. Uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the same thing stylistically. He just whenever I watched him, he, he he reminded me a lot of him. And Tyler Johnson was the guy that I liked as a prospect. Um, I feel like a lot of the dynasty community loved as a prospect, and nobody understood why the NFL didn't like him. Just see, so I think stylistically, he's a little bit of an enigmatic guy in the same sort of way, and. Um, as far as the way he plays, it kind of reminds me of him. So I think that's sort of a, a player in the Tyler Johnson, Allen Robinson kind of mix. It's like we're going to be it's sort of a – what does Matt call him? Like a black box kind of prospect. Yep. Like we're, we're, we're going to find out a whole lot more about him here in the coming week. I love it. I love it. I'm going to go to one guy at the wide receiver position, and then we're going to jump to our final guy that we're looking forward to most to watching this week at the Senior Bowl. I'm going to go to Grant Dubose, though, first. He was a late add to the Senior Bowl this past week. You're going to see late ads. Uh, Alex could probably allude to this a little better than I because he's been there so many years, but they let they add guys all the way up until the game all the way up through the week. They had a TJ Pledger, I think, on like Wednesday or Thursday last year. And he had one practice in, ended up, I think, scoring a touchdown in the game. So you're going to see guys continue to be added. But Grant Dubose was a guy that was added just a few days ago. Six foot two, 200 pounds out of Charlotte. This guy's got a very interesting backstory. And he is a very, very fluid athlete. Very uh, I don't understand. I haven't watched one bit yeah. of this guy. I haven't <laughs> watched one bit. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. So I want to see what you – and I actually – it's weird. There's only two guys in this entire thing that I have comp to Michael Gallup, and he's another one similar to Dontavian Wicks. I have both guys comp to Michael Gallup for play, play style stylistically. 6'2", 200 pounds, works back to the ball very instinctively. Uh, he, he makes some pretty ridiculous catches, great footwork and elite body control. I think he – I talked about this with Bijan where I said I thought Bijan had – the mo- the best understanding of what his body can do and the best use of the best understanding of what his body can do and how to use his body since Derrick Henry. When you watch Derrick Henry get the ball, it's just like I know exactly where I'm going, how I'm going to do it, and where I'm going to go. And he just does it so smoothly. That's Bijan Robinson. I think Dubose has some of those traits as well, as far as like understanding what he can do and how talented he can be about it. Very tough prospect uh, to find a negative on. He's got a great backstory, not a ton of film uh, because he was at Charlotte, but what there is at Charlotte is uh, pretty special. Uh, he doesn't have the deepest route laboratory library um but he was a, he'll be a fun project i think it's going to be a guy that nfl teams are going to want on their team he was playing juco back in 2019 when covid hit that team ended their i can't remember the name of the school but they ended their uh they ended their football program and he ended up going back home he's from down there i think in montgomery alabama he worked at walmart during covid and then his buddy that played quarterback at charlotte was talking to the coaches at Charlotte said, Hey man, you got to give, you got to give my boy an opportunity. You always hear this thing, right? Oh, give my boy an opportunity. And they actually gave Dubose the opportunity as a walk-on. He comes in there as a walk-on 
earns the scholarship and absolutely lights the world on fire, goes for 1,600 yards over the last two years. Consistency, 62 receptions, 64 receptions, 15 touchdowns over the last two years at Charlotte. I just want to really see what he is because there's really not a lot of tape against a lot of decent prospects, a, a lot of against a lot of decent teams. His first game that he played at Charlotte was in 2021 against Duke, and it was the first time that the University of Charlotte 49ers ever beat a Power 5 school, four receptions, 118 yards, and two touchdowns in his debut at Charlotte against Duke. So Grant DuBose, very interesting prospect. Did somebody lot- drop out? Uh, Why I think did, some, like, I think they, had, so, they had 16. Why would they add a 17th? I, 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 think some, I think somebody might have got hurt last week. I can't remember who it was. Oh, shit. But oh, Dubose, a lot of people are looking at Andre. I can't say his last name. Isos, is Yosef's, whatever. <laughs> uh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just throwing dart here. Yosef's, is Yosef's <laughs> Andre Yosef's? Everyone's yeah. calling him this year's Christian Watson. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, yeah. I think, I think you're looking at him right here. Grant Dubose, Charlotte. It, it, nobody's going to be. We talk about this in text the other day. Nobody's going to be this year's Brock Purdy. I don't think anybody's going to be this year's Christian Watson. But from the Senior Bowl event. The smaller school guy that's going to get the pop, I think, is going to be Grant Dubose out of Charlotte, 6'2", 200 pounds, like I said. Yeah, I'm just reading these texts from my my business partner, Byron Lambert's at the Shrine game right now. He keeps I'm just trying to keep up with these names. He's, do we, do we got a Shrine? Do we got Shrine Bowl breaking news? No, no, no. I was just, I was just, sorry, man. I was just, I was just, I saw a bunch of texts from Byron. I wanted to make sure that there wasn't. It's just a bunch yeah. of shit about who he likes and stuff. But I'm sure we'll, <laughs> I'm sure we'll have content of, of, of about that pretty soon. All right. So you, you said you haven't jumped, broken to Dubose. We'll talk about him next week. Let's talk about, let's finish this show up. We've been going for 50 whole freaking minutes already. I knew we were going to end up talking for a minute. Uh, let's finish it out with our favorite guy in the, well, my favorite guy. I don't know if he's your favorite. We'll find out right here. Oklahoma. I don't even know if you can say he's your favorite because you went to Oklahoma. And no, Texas. Eric yeah. Gray, running back from Oklahoma, played for Tennessee for a couple of years. Eric Gray, you want to start us off, Alex? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's just, look, he, he was a guy who's been on two of my Debbie League rosters for now going into like the third off season. I thought, I, I thought that, I thought after his coming into his, First year at Oklahoma, he would be one and done there, right? And and on to the on to the NFL. Um, I'm just Eric Gray. Eric Gray's good, man. He's just he's a he's a he's a good player. I'm interested to I'm interested to first. I, I wanted to. Did I ask you what what you had for Dontavion Wicks as far as his forty his, his uh, forty projection? I got four five four written down. Okay, what do you what do you have for Gray? I have Gray at four five five. I think he's faster than that. I think really? that's one. Yeah, I think he's faster than that. I think he. I think he's faster than that. And I do. I mean, you. You can see that just he's a he's a terrific zone runner. He's a, he he plants his foot. He gets upfield. He accelerates. But for me, it's just the it's it, it's the hands, right? I mean, yeah. you just you just get excited about a guy who I don't have his stats pulled up from last year as far as his number of receptions. I've just seen him live enough to know that he is a gifted gifted hands catcher in a way that reminds me in a practice setting um, of a guy like we saw last year with Rashad with Rashad white. Oh God. So yeah, he had 33 catches last year, Tennessee. He had the, he had the 130 catch season. So we're talking about a guy who, you know, he's been experienced in that part of the game and we just know how in fantasy, how much more valuable a target is than even a guaranteed touch out of the backfield. Um, he's, he, he's got the requisite size to where he can be a true every down player. If a team 
chooses to utilize him that way. There are fewer and fewer teams that are utilizing players that way, but he's definitely, do you have him at 210? Is, do, do you think he's going to be 210, 2, 215? Uh, I don't, I mean, whatever, I, I, man, he, he is, he is north of the, we, we call it a roster watch, like the, the, uh, the Trey Mason Dixon line, right? It's like 207, <laughs> right? It, like if you're, like, if you're north of the Trey Mason line, the Devonte Freeman line, um, that kind of player, like 202, you know, 207 to 209, like you're, like you're fine as an every down contributor. So the fact that he can catch and the fact that he is, he's a really good zone runner. Um, to, to me, it's like, I I think coming out of this week, running backs are typically the hardest to evaluate at yeah. these deals. Much much easier with the wide receivers, but I'm going to watch him in the inside run drills. I want to see how he looks in the inside run drills, going up into the teeth of these. This looks like a pretty good de- defensive line group that they have there. You'll probably know more about that than I will at this point, Cody. But going into the teeth of that thing. And also the other thing, of course, is just the wheel route stuff, all the all those drills. I want to watch him closely in those, see if he's as natural as I can remember seeing him in some of those practices. And um, he's the kind of guy that I think could maybe come out of this week with the highest sort of rookie draft ADP of any Mm -hmm. of them, just because the because of the position that he would project to play at the next level would be one that is, you know, the one that is most. the one that's most ben- beneficial to us and in, in dynasty, which is, you know, pass catching running backs with the ability to possibly move, move into a feature role. I love that. I love, I love Eric Gray. And I love one of the guys you brought up a name. You said the Trey Mason Dixon line, but you also said the Devonta Freeman line, Devonta Freeman obviously comes in around that same size. And Devonta Freeman's actually the guy that I comped Eric Gray to. I think Eric Gray is a better receiving back, but I also think as far as expectations go, I think in, in Devonta Freeman at a top five season or two in fantasy, he never had a 200 carry season at Florida State, though he had a thousand during that junior year. Eric Ray now has been in college, I think, for four. He's been there for four years. He went to Tennessee for two, Oklahoma for two. Um, I, I, I graded him out, and I knew the Devi stuff. Again, didn't watch tape from back then, but I knew of the Devi conversations. But coming in, I was like, I know I'm too high on this guy right now. Like I come in at RB three when I get through 25 evaluations, looking at everybody. RB three overall for you? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. That's what I'm, and but that's that's the same spot. So this is the thing. That's the same spot that Jamar was in two years ago. And it's the same spot that Rashad White was in last year. Huh. So okay. it, it, it now third straight year I get one of these random dudes that just ends up popping right to the top of the list. And Eric Gray is that that guy this year. So you can take that whichever way you want. But patient, fluid lower body, great center balance, quick twitch. I thought smooth receiver as you mentioned, thirty plus receptions, multiple seasons. Few negatives on his profile. I thought I thought he lacked the long speed. You said you think he's going to be a little faster than what I had written down a four five five. I'd be excited to see that. I didn't see it a lot on tape. I said I, I thought he gets to his point quickly. I think he's got great burst and acceleration, but not quite the acceleration, more burst than acceleration. But I, I, I just wasn't sure. I thought mid four five was a good area. Agility and timing is a positive, but I think he's got an abundance of shimmy and shakes and spin. Just get to just go, just go. Quit, quit moving around. Quit jumping. Quit hopping around. I think he does lack workhorse frame, like you mentioned. What does he come in at? Two hundred three, two hundred seven, two eleven. What is it going to be? I don't know if he can take twenty five plus touches a game. I don't think we can expect that. I don't think you're going to see him ever have over three hundred touches in a season. Um, over the last two seasons, he had three hundred and thirty total. I think was a number. Uh, he would he would benefit from having like a quicker number two guy next to him. So if if you were going to 
you know, bring in a, a somebody else in this class, a Tiger Spears or a Devon H. And somebody that could, I think that's kind of what I came in with as, as an evaluation. You think he's going to be faster. That would obviously benefit that. But um, I do think he has the quick twitch ability, burst paired with that elite awareness. And, and I think he has a, a good set of skills. Um, and that's why I have him up there. Number three overall in the class. I have him best comparable as far as a play style to Devonta Freeman with better hands. Yeah, I I like that man. I like the Devontae Freeman thing. I, I mean, you you hate comping these guys to, uh, you, you you hate comping these guys to like super elite type of players. And Freeman's not really elite. Like to me, I hate to just can I just call, can I say my comp is like a Matt Forte light. I just yeah. I, I think it's kind of similar similar style, but that's just kind of my my initial comp. But 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 again, man, we got a whole week coming up where we're gonna have a ton of content from me and you and trash man and Matt Kelly. And we'll have it here on the player profiler feed. We'll have it on the roster watch feed. We'll, we'll have a, we'll have a ton of stuff for everybody this year here listening. And there's certainly going to be some stuff that pops up during the week that we're going to be able to go back and revisit and be able to kind of really shape up a whole lot of our initial takes. All right, man. I appreciate you hanging out at roster watch on Twitter. Alex, do you have a bold take for us as we head into mobile as from one of these prospects? Yeah, no. How, how about this? Just like I was saying, you need to stay tuned. It player profile at Roto Underworld Radio, Roster Watch, Roster Watch Podcast. We got a serious couple serious XM shows. Hopefully, Cody, Matt, these guys will come hop on with us for that stuff. And just stay tuned because my bull take is there, there's there's gonna be a player that completely busts out of nowhere, dude. Just comes out like a nuclear missile that we haven't even talked about today. had these guys come through that have kind of needed to develop on their own into these sort of leaders the the team can really you know it can galvanize the team right with that sort of sort of void of leadership Roshan is step like Roshan is the face of the team it it sounds weird to say but he kind of is right um if you look at it internally and so you, you gotta and the other thing he's smart as hell he's on all the big 12 honor rolls and things like that if Bijan Robinson wasn't around, Roshan Johnson would have been a high volume, super productive running back for Texas. 